What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Lisa Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith, and today we are covering a subject that I have never covered before. This is very different for me, but we are talking about all things gut health. Yes, gut health. I think it's so important because people don't realize how instrumental gut health is to your overall health. You know what I mean? I feel like nowadays you always see people with maybe like a gluten intolerance or like dairy sensitivities and just all these things that are just wreaking havoc on our digestive systems every day and the food that we eat. And I've noticed in myself that when I eat more healthy, when I eat more clean, I just feel so much better. So I was able to get on an incredible guest today by the name of Lori Seely. She's a functional medical health coach. And for years, she actually suffered with IBS and which gave her horrible, horrible symptoms of just like having candida, which is yeast overgrowth, which causes symptoms like brain fog, chronic fatigue, urinary tract infections, digestive issues, skin infections, skin problems, hormonal imbalances, the list goes on and on. And I feel like a lot of people suffer with candida overgrowth and they don't even know it. And Lori is so amazing because she was actually able to heal her own candida and kind of kill that candida in her gut, repair her gut with the help of her own health coach along with the School of Applied Functional Medicine. And now she considers herself a health detective. She's able to teach her clients how to kill the candida in their own gut through workshops, group programs, essential oils, and one-on-one coaching. Her clients find themselves with extra energy, clearer skin, fewer wrinkles, better digestion, less need for medications, lower blood sugar, like the list literally goes on and on and it's just incredible the work she's been able to do not only on herself but her clients. So I'm going to have all of her information linked below in the description and I hope you guys really enjoy this conversation because Lori is so knowledgeable and It's just such a fun, incredible conversation and it's so important and I don't know, it just made me want to like change my whole life and my diet and just really heal my gut. She is so amazing. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and if you're wanting to work with her, please, please, please look at all the information below. If you want her as a health coach, I highly recommend her. I think she's so knowledgeable and is really, really an awesome person to kind of give you that motivation to eat better and heal your gut and not suffer with symptoms that we all think are normal but they're really not so yeah that's it so hope you guys enjoy this episode subscribe to my podcast as always i love you guys so so much enjoy she's lisa and she rants you are now listening to the lisa rants podcast And now we're live with Lori. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Lisa Rance podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, this is so awesome. Um, I just really am interested in this topic and I know my listeners are as well. Um, I know a lot of my listeners are here. We always like to learn from different experts like yourself about just bettering our lives. And I think gut health is something that a lot of people don't discuss and I want to get real with you today and I want you to just <laughs> educate us and I, uh, I'm just so excited. We're going to talk about poop. Yay! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to. I think it's important, you know. It um, is. It really is. 
And I feel like, you know, I love your message of let food be thy medicine and just how important gut health, gut health is, um, you know, for everything, every part of our lives. It's just so important. And I don't think people put enough emphasis on it. And I just kind of want to start with like learning your story, your background, like how did you get into holistic health? So for a long time there, I thought that I ate well and I was wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Totally wrong. Right. Um, and I was doing all of the things that would create a terrible imbalance in the gut, not knowing it. Um, and I ended up with a horrible systemic yeast infection. Wow. So uh, what that means is <laughs> what that looked like for me. I mean, it's, it's sort of a little bit different for everybody, but that what that looked like for me was that um, first I was getting yeast infections quite frequently. Um, and it kind of, it got more frequently over the years while I still didn't understand what was happening to me. And that's why I'm like so passionate about educating people about this because I don't want them to get to the point that I got to. So right. it got to be about six yeast infections per year. Then it ended up to be 12, like every single month right before my period, I would get a, a yeast infection. Oh my gosh. And then um, after that, like I sort of treated that. I went to a doctor. They did what they do with the Band-Aid, um, but I could only use their pharmaceutical Band-Aid for six months because it's really bad for the liver. It's something called Diflucan. It's an antifungal. Mm -hmm. And okay. um, when used properly and with the, the, good, um, the good kind of education about gut health, it can be very useful. But for me at this time, that is not what was happening and it made it worse. So mm. after I went off the Diflucan, then I had a yeast infection literally every minute of every day for an entire year. Oh my gosh. There was a point at which I was at Disney for a week with my family, my mm -hmm. four-year-old, my daughter was four years old at the time. And it, it was awful because you have an itch that you cannot scratch. Yeah. And I was nowhere near my doctor. Like I wanted me some Diflucan pretty bad right then, which was really, I mean, I still didn't know that wasn't the thing for me at the at that time, it wasn't a good idea, but that's what I really wanted. And I didn't know what to do there. I didn't know about any of the holistic treatments for yeast infection, there are a lot of things that you can do when you're in that situation to just kind of put a temporary Band-Aid on it and, and you know, while you're at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then go home and deal it with, with it later when you have your own kitchen and, um, and possibly a health coach, maybe somebody like me. Anyway, so <laughs> after that whole debacle, I finally went back online as I had done many, many times before. I searched my symptoms. Yeah, looking for and, the answer. Yeah. Yes. And I found systemic candida, which I had found many, many times before. Mm -hmm. And I got freaked out by the treatment for it. So I was like, nope, that can't be it. That's absolutely not it. But this time I was like, all right, I admit it. Yeah. <laughs> it's systemic candida. And then I went. And, and do searched. doctors talk about candida? Do doctors... Is that? Yeah, so some doctors do and some don't. It depends how they're trained. Okay. So um, if you've done the research yourself and you know from your symptoms and from what you're hearing online or from me or both that yes, this is probably what you have, you find yourself a functional medicine doctor mm -hmm. because they are aware 
that systemic candida can happen in a manner that is not going to kill you tomorrow and that is terribly uncomfortable and can lead to much worse situations. Right. It can lead to a number of autoimmune issues, cancer. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a prequel to those kinds of things. And you really want to nip it in the bud when you realize that that's what it is. You know, yeah. the reason why I nipped it in the bud myself, once I realized for the 10th time what it was, and finally was like, okay, I have to deal with this. It's because I watched both my grandfather and his mother, my great grandmother die from colon cancer. Oh, and I saw a lot of the same things that were going, going on with me, with myself. I, I saw those things going on with them before they got that far. Oh, so wow. I was like, this it's is not what I want. Yeah. I was like, this is not how I want to die. I want to fix this. I want to live healthy. And plus I was so tired all the time. I was like, oh, it was horrible. Another one of the situations that it kind of created in me was this like horrible fatigue and frequent sinus infections because yeast likes to live in warm, wet environments. And so what is a better oh. warm, wet environment than your vagina and your nasal passages? It's wow. like, yeah, it's like the perfect place for it to go and hang out. And once it's um, kind of made its way out of your gut and become part of your system, that's where it will go and congregate and make you feel awful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh my so gosh. all these sinus infections too. So, so uh, how did you even approach this? Like, what was your first step of like, okay, I, I see what's happening. What was your first step to healing or doing research and how yes. did you heal yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so my first step was changing my diet. Yeah. It's and very, that's very and that's your message, like food yeah. and medicine over yeah. pharmaceuticals. I want you to touch on that too, but yes, yeah. So food is food can be the best medicine or the strongest, most deadly poison. Mm, yeah. And and in this way, like I'm talking about food with pesticides on it food with um, food that's that's like highly manufactured, really overly processed, anything that can sit on the shelf in a store for more than three days, you shouldn't be putting that in your body. Because that means there are chemicals on there that are making that's making that food not get moldy. Mm, right. right? Mm -hmm. And not decompose sitting there on the shelf. There's something unnatural on there. And they had to do something to that food that changes it really, changes it from being the thing that grew out of the ground and they process it so much that it's actually, doesn't really resemble the thing that grew out of the ground anymore. It is no longer food. So you wanna right. be eating your food as close as possible to how it looked when it was born on God's green earth. Right. So as little processing as possible, as little sugar as possible, as much as that sounds like so boring, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but processed sugar is one of the biggest poisons really. Yeah. Um, and it, and the worst poisons are the ones that taste good and kill you slowly. Oh, that's so true. That's <laughs> so true. It really sucks it's though. But it's, I'm like, I don't think that to be healthy that you can never, ever, ever have another teaspoon of processed sugar. That's absolutely not the case. 
Right. But you know what? I was having processed sugar every single time I ate. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. lot of people are. And it looked like I was eating healthy foods. I was eating whole grain cereal. Do you know what that is? That's processed <laughs> sugar. Yeah. I, even I, if it's not sweet, that's what it is. It's hard. Yeah. I think even when you think you're eating healthy, it's mm-hmm. it's still, there's always some sugar hidden somewhere, you know, it's, right. it's crazy. Or, or not so hidden. I mean, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of cereal that you look, uh, look at, like pick up the box and look at it, there's going to be no less than three and up to, I don't know, 10 different kinds of sugar in there. Yeah. And they give like it different names. Citric acid, like all those things. <laughs> well, yeah, sucralose, sucrose. They, they, they don't necessarily call it sugar. Anything ending in O-S-E is a type of processed sugar. Oh, okay. And then besides that, they'll put maple syrup and honey and those kind of sweeteners that are okay mm-hmm. um, in moderation. Um, and <laughs> it's just, huh, they don't... They do hide it in, in the way that they call it all of these different names. They don't, they don't want, they want you to think that the only thing that's sugar in there is a thing called sugar. Yeah, But how exactly. do they get it so sweet? How do they get it to taste so good? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Turn of sugar. And so, I mean, let fruit be your sugar and honey and mm-hmm. pure organic maple syrup. If you must have something like some sort of d- dessert, use that to sweeten it. Um, yeah, I have a question. Like, I know there's a lot of people, um, there's kind of a debate around it. Do you you consider fruit a healthy sugar or like some people say you should avoid fruit sometimes. And I don't know, there's a lot of different things out there. (laughs) Well, it can be very therapeutic to avoid fruit sometimes. If you're, um, if you're going through a time when you want to like, say, say you feel like you want to lose a bunch of weight and you want to, just do that by eating healthy and not by starving yourself. Right. Right. So I think a really good way of doing that is yeah. Like cutting all sorts of anything sweet out of your life. And so that's going to include fruit. Um, and if you're going to do that, like you could still include things like berries, Mm -hmm. um, pomegranates, stuff like that, because those don't have as much sugar in them. They're very low in sugar. Oh, okay. So even on the anti-candida diet, we eat berries. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And, and that's a diet that is like basically no carbs, almost no carbs, like a, one cup of approved carbs per day on the anti-candida diet. So mm-hmm. that would be any, anything from like brown rice, quinoa, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, other kinds of berries that you can think of. One right. cup <laughs> of any combination of that kind of stuff is still included. And so, um, I think in a regular healthy diet for somebody who is already exercising and healthy and has good bowel movements every day mm-hmm. and has a balanced gut bacteria that they have had tested so they know that it's a balanced gut bacteria, not just guessing, um, all right. those things, those people should go ahead and eat fruit, but don't eat only fruit. Right. You know, and, but there are, I mean, there are some kinds of therapeutic diets that are only fruit. There's, there's a reason for all of these things at different points in different people's lives that it can be very therapeutic for you. Right. So if you're, so basically like if you're already, you know, seemingly healthy person, don't really have a lot of gut issues, it's okay to, it's just about balance, I guess you could say. Yeah. And moderation, you know, I mean, if all you're eating is bananas, well, you're probably going to gain weight. Yeah. 
right. you know, because yeah, that's because a banana is very high in sugar mm-hmm. and, um, and they're probably like, if you're, it's, yeah. So I guess it depends like where you are with your health and what your goals are. Yeah. But so fruit what, is not an unhealthy thing to eat, but I mean, keep it organic so that you're not eating pesticides because that is going to mess with your gut health. Mm, right, right, right. Do you think, so what was your diet when you were trying to heal? Did you follow the anti-candida diet? I sure did. What and, does that consist of? <laughs> oh, so meat and vegetables. Oh, and, like, I didn't think you were going to say meat. So I'm curious about that. Oh yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, uh, you know, the plant-based narrative is super strong right now in the world. <laughs> it really is. But you know what? The, um, if you're going plant-based, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to be eating more brown rice and quinoa than one cup per day. Right. It's going to be real Like if you're only eating plants and you're not eating more than one cup of those kinds of carbohydrates in a day, you're going to be so hungry. Like you're going to be doing nothing but eating and cooking all day long. And that's just not practical. You know, it can be done. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you need something to fill up your belly. So you need, you need to give your, you need to give your body some, some protein energy because on the anti-candida diet, it is very easy to lose weight. I lost 14 pounds so fast. It just, and I was eating, I was, I was not hungry. I was like constantly eating and so many cashews and so much chicken and fish and all this, like I was eating all the time. It's not a starvation diet at all. It's just a no sugar diet, like Mm -hmm. no sugar, nothing at all that digests like sugar. So that's like no alcohol, no vinegar, um, at first really nothing fermented for quite some time um, because that's a sort of a sugar of its own fermenting stuff. Um, Yeah. So nothing that your body thinks is sugar. So there's a lot of those things like that we don't even think of like rice and pasta and bread that your, your body, when it, once it's digested, your body digests that as sugar. Wow. Yeah. And so those are the things that we stay away from on the anti-candida diet. And so it's just, yeah, it's meat and vegetables and one cup of any combination of berries, brown rice, and quinoa every day. Okay. So, wow. I have so many questions on you know to start. <laughs> okay. Go so for it. you go like full on cold Turkey or did you, did you get any like, um, withdrawal symptoms? I guess you could say like sugar withdrawal, like What was the process on this diet? Yeah. Well, so I don't think I went full on cold turkey just because I didn't have the education to understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wanted to go full on cold turkey. I thought I was. I was wrong. Okay. Because like one of the first meals I had was um, a salmon roll. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of, and it was white rice. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And there's vinegar in there. Like that's so not... (laughs) So I thought I was going cold turkey. I found out a week later, oh, I shouldn't have had that. Okay, well, you know, trial and error. Yeah. So um, it's okay. It's okay, we live. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had already sort of started taking dairy out of my diet. That's one of the things that digests as sugar. Um, and it yeah. can be highly processed as well. So it's something we want to stay away from. We want right. to make everything easy for our liver during the whole process. So like drinking milk isn't a good idea. Um, so I had, I had started 
taking milk out of my diet was one of the easiest things I had to do. Even I feel like no one can even digest milk anymore. It's getting more and more people are just, you know, cannot deal with milk. (laughs) That's absolutely looks like the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's pretty easy to take that out of my diet. Um, I, I, I missed my cheese, of course. Um, yeah, but it wasn't so bad. And, um, then I started to, then I started with the bread. Okay. No bread. That was pretty easy too. taking out bread, pasta and rice. Like I didn't understand how easy that was going to be, but there's so many meals that I was already cooking. That was just basically, uh, chicken and broccoli. And that's kind of what I moved to at first. I didn't have, I didn't really have someone to guide me with food. Yeah. Um, which is such a bummer. And I'm so glad that now with my business, like I have a lot of recipes already that I offer to my clients that can make it so much easier to transition. I mean, so I was kind of like, yeah, I did go through, I, I guess it, 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 part of it might've been sugar withdrawal, but there was, it felt like depression. Oh, wow. It felt like I was just like, I, I was in the grocery store crying just because I was just so frustrated. It, it would always, I, I wasn't just like overall generally depressed. I'm just, I'm a very upbeat, positive person. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got smacked in the face with, what do I buy to cook for my family for, for dinner? Right. I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. And I was in the middle of the produce section looking at all these things that I couldn't eat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. Because, because the bulk of produce is fruit. And I was like, well, there's a big thing of bananas over there. That's off my list, but I better put it in my cart for my daughter. Okay, then what? I, I was just so, so yeah. confused. It was so depressing. Mm-hmm. So, there was, so there was that. But I think probably a big part of that was, you know, just kind of a sugar withdrawal because I didn't have those endorphins and my body was kind of... Um, yeah, well, just missing so, it. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, you know, the little bugs in your gut, Mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the good bacteria. I'm talking the bad about bugs. the bad bugs. Yeah. They thrive on sugar. So I had this huge overgrowth of candida in my whole body and in my gut and mm-hmm. through the gut brain connection, which is real. My candida was telling my brain, you want cake and frosting and cookies and chocolate chips and bananas. Mm-hmm. This is what you it's want. It's like an addiction. Yeah. Yes. And I had to keep telling it no. And after a while they shut up, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it takes, you know, after a while they're like, I'm dying. Yeah. So, how long do you think it, t- like, how long did it take for those cravings to stop? Like, were they super intense? It was super intense. And yeah. I feel like it took two, three weeks, maybe a month Yeah. for those cravings to stop. And then after that, anything that sort of felt like that was less physical and more um, maybe emotional and just in my head, mm-hmm. um, and, and much weaker, thank God. So it was just sort of like, um, when I would think about having coffee in the morning, which is also, um, not part of the anti-candida diet, I would think about having coffee and you know, a little bit of sugar in there. And then I would get a little sad that, no, that's not, a choice for me anymore. Um, but then eventually, you know what? I found other things. I, there's this really great thing that I drink in the morning now. That's my, my quotes coffee. Um, and it's not coffee, it's cacao. 
And it's still a little bit bitter, but it's kind of chocolatey, which is what I always liked about coffee anyway. Oh yeah. And, um, and I love it. And I, I mix it with all these other things that are like mm-hmm. really, really nourishing to the gut. And I drink this thing in the morning that feels like I'm drinking coffee. I don't need the caffeine. I, I get a lot of sleep and <laughs> with this like dramatically reduced inflammation in my body, I just feel so much better than I ever did before that I don't like, I don't need the caffeine. It used to be that I needed the caffeine. Yeah. I, I thought I did because of all the inflammation in my body was yeah. just like making my head hurt, making me tired, making my bones hurt. And the caffeine helped that because it is a little bit, um, it's like a, it deadens the pain, you know? And this is, it's so sad because it's kind of like this cycle that I feel like a lot of people, well, I feel like slowly um, I'm seeing more and more people are searching for this type of lifestyle. They're searching for people like you coaches to really help them get healthy. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're so tired of seeing, you know, how our grandparents, you know, died maybe earlier of of diseases just caused by food, you know? And like you said, you go to the grocery store and there's just like all this processed crap and yeah. it gets overwhelming. And if you're, if you just don't know where to start, you're just like, Oh, okay, let me just grab this like process thing because you know, it just yeah, seems what else? Yeah. Exactly. And, um, uh, it's just, it's so cool to hear your story and how you're able to change that. Like, <laughs> and so how, okay, let's, we, we scared everyone with the sugar withdrawal. <laughs> What were the well, good yeah, you got I, out I'm, of it? <laughs> what were the like results? The bright light at the at the end of the tunnel. Well, I don't have yeast infections every day anymore. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. had a sinus infection in like five years. Oh, I don't yeah. get sick. Like, <laughs> I remember the last time I was sick. It was really bad. It was my body learning how to heal itself. It was like, people are like, do you have pneumonia? I'm like, get off my back, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. It was like, it lasted like two months and it was like severe, like, you know, chest cold. Oh yeah. But, and that was like maybe three years ago. I had gone through periods of not getting sick. And then, and then um, <clears throat> I was on a couple, uh, not every supplement is good for everybody. So I was on a couple supplements that were not good for me and it kind of messed with my system. And mm-hmm. then after I went off of them, then I had this really bad cold. And since then I have not been sick more than mm, a day. Wow. Like in a row, you know, when my daughter gets sick, I'm like, okay, don't breathe on me. But then of course she does, you know, she's a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she sneezes, blows her boogers all over me. And, um, and then I'll get this like little, oh, huh, my throat feels funny, like one day. And then it goes away. I'm fine. Wow. You know, but I do make sure like I take my, uh, my thieves essential oil and, um, and I get a lot of sleep. I drink a lot of water. I do all those things that you're supposed to do, but really, mm-hmm. it's the food. I mean, it's the food. It's the fact that my body isn't riddled with inflammation all over the place. And then, oh, here's this virus. And then it has to overreact to it. You know, see, here's the thing. Like <clears throat> we're told that if you're getting sick a lot, that means that your immune, your immune system is weak. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why people would think that and even why doctors would explain it that way, but that's not the truth. That's not what's really happening. Your body wants to be awesome all the time. It wants to live at this great state of homeostasis where you are feeling good, feeling healthy, 
and not inflamed with your nose running and your throat sore, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where you're comfortable. And ideally, you're going to ingest whatever virus or detrimental bacteria, and your body's going to see that and go, huh, I need to get you out and not react to it. Just go, yep, you're going out the back door. So making that's another reason that making sure you're pooping regularly, you're pooping out oh. viruses that you have ingested. Yes, you know? let's let's get into it. <laughs> <Pooping>. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I just I wanted to make the point that that you want your your you want your immune system to be to be calm mm-hmm. and relaxed. Because when we quote get sick. That's your body reacting to a virus. It's not the virus's fault. It's your body's reaction to it that makes you sick. It's your body, you know, making your mucus flow freely so that you rinse it out and getting rid of the virus. It's 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 the reaction. Your body creates inflammation right. and fluid as a reaction to a virus. But if your body just kind of stays calm and doesn't react to it, that's when you don't get sick. It doesn't mean the virus isn't in your body. It means that your immune system is like, I can handle you. Just get out. Mm Bye-bye. And doesn't freak out. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's such a like good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to be calm and okay. And if you are constantly inflamed because you're eating all these things that your body thinks is sugar, that creates inflammation all over your body, your digestive tract, your joints, your brain, everywhere. And so if you constantly have this low level of inflammation all over your body, when you're actually exposed to a virus, then your body freaks out. It's like, I'm already dealing with so much. What more can I handle? Mm-hmm. And then it freaks out. And it's all the processed foods and sugar that causes the inflammation, right? Yes. And don't forget the pesticides. Pesticides are a big oh, right. part of it. Right, right. Yeah. Because wow. pesticides directly kill our good gut bacteria. They're they're. De- designed to kill bugs that are very similar to our gut bacteria and they're very strong. And so if you're eating that, you're, you're killing the good guys in your butt, in your gut. I was going to say in your butt, (laughs) you're killing the good guys in your gut. You don't want that because that's an invitation for candida to overgrow. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is like so knowledgeable. I mean, valuable. (laughs) Like I'm just getting so much out of this right now. That's great. Awesome. You want to talk about poop? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, like, please just give us like a overview of how poop can tell us about our health and our gut health. Like how often should we be pooping? All mm-hmm. the things. <laughs> All the things. So I view poop as the number one most important clue that your body gives you as to what your overall general health is. Mm-hmm. So if you're Uh, I want you to to all look at the Bristol stool chart. You can Google it. Okay. So it's got, um, there's one that even has, there's a version of it that has pictures of um, candy bars to, Mm -hmm. to, you know, so it's not all pictures of poop and some of them are illustrations. (laughs) It's not, it's, it can be really disgusting, but it's not. Okay. So, (laughs) so it's got, it goes from on a scale from one to seven, one being constipated. So um, a lot of people mistakenly think that if you're constipated, that means you're not pooping at all. So while that is true, Mm -hmm. um, there's another clue that you're constipated, and that's if you're pooping these tiny little marbles. 
goat right. turds, rabbit turds, it looks like that, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So that means you're constipated. And mm -hmm. then on the other end of the spectrum, number seven, is brown water. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I used to call that pissing out my asshole. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, so those are the two ends. Goat turds, pissing out your asshole. Those are the two ends of the spectrum. Then number four is unicorn poop, nirvana poop. It's like, it's like, um, it's a texture of soft serve ice cream and it comes out just like that. Yeah. And it's nice and so, easy. Easy, so easy to pass. Doesn't really smell very bad. I mean, it's still poop, you know, it's your yeah. body's garbage. It smells, but it's not like overwhelming. Nobody's going to open the door to the bathroom an hour after you've been in there and get grossed out. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's Nirvana poo. And then there's on a poop. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So, and there's, there's, uh, you know, different, different textures on the way to all of those things, but those are like the three stopping points, right? Number one, number four, number seven. Okay. So number four, four is is number four is ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, three or five, you're still okay. As long as you're normally number four, you know, yeah. um, I personally had either number one or number seven, my entire life until I changed the way I ate. Wow. And yeah. I am so angry that there was <laughs> no education out there because I'm a smart girl. I want to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I wasn't healthy. I was pooping goat turds nine times a day. Oh and I thought I was, I thought I was winning at poop. You know, people are like, oh yeah, I pooped once today. And I'm like, huh. I pooped nine times. I'm <laughs> totally it, wrong, right? That's the right. goal. Because mm -hmm. I was pooping these goat turds that just like they were kind of slowly, constantly coming out every time I would use the restroom because wow. they, they could there was never just this nice cleansing wave of of peristalsis. I'll I'll explain what that is. Peristalsis is like the waves of muscle motion that push poo in the right direction out your back door. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I never had these cleansing waves of peristalsis. It was just always kind of like, <laughs> I guess like, like a, a leaky yeah. garbage disposal, you mm -hmm. know, that right. like just, you just kept pushing stuff in there and something has to come out the bottom, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah. like, it's not just going, you know, like, like using the garbage disposal without using the water at the same time, it's just not going to go. Mm -hmm. So, and what happens when you're constipated like that is that I'll use the garbage disposal analogy again, you, that, that exit out your back door is your body's garbage disposal. And just think about that. Like you've put all these toxins that your body has deemed unworthy toxins, viruses, bad bacterias, ready to go out the back door. And if you're constipated, those things are getting reabsorbed into your body and going to live in your fat cells. Oh, wow. And your body actually, when you have toxins in your body that your liver can't process or that it already processed, like I thought I sent this out already, what happened? Mm -hmm. Then your body actually will create fat cells to store those toxins because it's protecting you from them. Right. So it's like, it's like how wires are coated in plastic so that they don't shock you when you touch them, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same idea. Your body coats these toxins in fat so that they hurt you less. Oh, okay. And so, so like, when all, you, these, all these symptoms that 
yeah. or we think are bad it's just there it's our body just trying to protect us <laughs> from yes all the stuff yeah. we're putting into it wow mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the inflammation with the, when you get a, when you get a cold, yes, that's your body trying to protect you. And the extra fat, that's your body trying to protect you from the toxins that you put into it and don't let out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is great. <laughs> you guys <laughs> <laughs> poop health. It's so important. This is so like, it's so I remember important. even for myself, um, I mean, I've never had really huge problems pooping, but I remember just when I was younger, when I ate so much like fast food and now now I eat a lot healthier but like now you know I'll have I think those unicorn poops like Mm -hmm. once twice a day and I'm just like wow like I didn't even know I could poop this much and (laughs) it's so easy (laughs) you know I used to go to the bathroom and sit there for like 30 minutes with a magazine like that's not normal you know what I mean and people don't know that and you know I have a lot of friends who like don't poop regularly at all and you know it's just it's like you said no one talks about it and it right. is a huge sign of how your body's functioning. Right. It absolutely is. And you just never, I remember any time that I had diarrhea, that's the only time that I actually felt good and light mm. because I was constantly like bogged down with all this poo that was just like stuck inside me. And then, and then diarrhea is not good for you either, but like mm-hmm. whenever I would eat something particularly irritating to my system, then I would have diarrhea and it would all come out and I was like, now I'm hungry. <laughs> right. I oh. felt so great after that. And now I feel great ev- every time I poop. I just, yeah. it's just like that's awesome. perfect unicorn poo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's just, it's your, it's your body's way of telling you what's going on, you know? So, and I honestly, it's been my experience that if, if you're not pooping right, if you're not having these number four poops at least once up to three or four times a day, there's something wrong. There's, it's either some sort of a, a, an imbalance in your gut bacteria or an overgrowth somehow, or possibly even a pathogen like a parasite. People can live with parasites for years like 30 40 years and not know it and they're just always they're always tired they always have this low level of inflammation they keep trying to change their diet and it just you know nothing works um i have a very good friend whose name i won't mention but if he listens to this podcast he'll know who he is um (laughs) he ever since college he's been trying all of the things to to help his gut health and he just was never feeling right. He was losing so much weight and right. just always like always with the not pooping good and not feeling good and being tired and inflamed and sore. And he started to get arthritis and he's not old. He's like in his early forties. And finally he went to, you know, he, well, he was, start, he started talking to me about stuff and then, um, he uh, he can't really afford me so much right now. So he so, but he did find some doctors close to him that take his um, insurance, and he worked it. He's working it out currently. He's feeling so much better. He can move now. His he's not like. And he found that what was causing it was a couple different parasites. Wow. And That's imagine cool. those parasites. Like he must have ingested them somewhere around college. Mm-hmm. You know, more than twenty years ago. 
So you ingest, how do you get parasites? I, I don't know anything about this. Well, so parasites are, are kind of everywhere. That's another one of those things that your body can either deal with or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in, if you're a person who's going to respond poorly to a parasite, you probably already don't have enough good gut bacteria. But anyway, so that's kind of a predisposed, you know, situation there. But um, yeah. so you can get parasites through um, communing with your pets. Like if you have a dog that goes outside, you can get parasites that way. Um, if you walk outside with bare feet, you know, in the grass or in the sand, which I encourage you to do, like, don't, don't think that that means don't pet your dogs and don't walk outside with bare feet. Cause you should, because that's another way that you get good bacteria too. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to avoid that. But anyway, that is a way that you can get parasites also like obviously through undercooked pork or beef or fish. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or traveling outside the country and drinking untreated water. Mm-hmm. Um, those are I think common. that's that's the only time I've really like heard of it, but yeah, I, I know. But you can get it in your backyard. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere, and you know, this is another thing that there's no education about. People don't know about this. You know, there's and they don't know that it's a really good idea to have a dog and pet it all the time and let it outside so that you can have good gut bacteria. You know, so the more good gut bacteria you have, the more unlikely you are to respond to a pathogen and you're going to be able to just like help it exit out your back door you might have you know a little bit of diarrhea for a day if you get uh, some sort of parasite and then and then it goes away because your body has purged it yeah so it's really crazy how you know we don't know where parasites really come from and (laughs) how they can affect (laughs) you so much how would you say just a tip just tips for the average person who wants to get their gut health on track wants to have those unicorn poops. How would you, what do you, where do you start? Well, um, I think the best, the very best way to start and this people might think that this is expensive or whatever, but it's so, so, so worth it, um, is to get a stool test done. And I'm talking about a comprehensive stool test and that's going to be, um, one that's taken over the period of at least three days. Um, Some of them are six days long, but the ones that I'm seeing now are mostly three days and that's pretty good. And um, you collect stool, um, which is the most disgusting thing you can ever think of. It's just as gross as it sounds, Um, but it's so worth it because you can find out through these tests, all of the thing, all of the, Bacteria that is supposed to be in your gut gets measured. Parasites get measured. Try, you know, they try to detect them. And so you can see really, really a great picture of what is happening in your gut. And it's probably going to tell you the reasons why maybe you're constipated or you always have diarrhea. Um, my friend that I was talking about before, he actually got one of those stool tests through me and took it and took it to his doctor, his doctor, and his doctor was like, oh, well, this is what we're dealing with. Now I understand. That's how he found his parasites. So yeah, that's what you want to do. <laughs> do the stool test, and so you can actually see what's really happening. So, and for food, how would, like, what are the foods we should be cutting out of our diet? Oh, so um, 
I apologize in advance. We should be cutting out of our <laughs> diet um, <laughs> bread, sweets, candy, anything that comes in a box and can sit on the shelf, a box or a bag and can sit on the shelf for more than three days without um, deteriorating. Cut all that kind of stuff out of your diet. Right. Um, cut out all non-organic produce from your diet. Um, any conventionally raised animal products, cut that out too, um, because they are fed pesticides, <clears throat> and the pesticides do not deteriorate in their system. There's, they go in, they get stored into their fat and their muscles, and that's what we're eating. So okay. stay away from that. Only uh, pasture raised. Uh, beef and chicken and eggs. Um, and the way that you can help to make that not quite so expensive is especially with the with the high quality uh, protein products is that you have to understand that we don't need as much protein as we think we do. Um, right. I've been hearing that. Yeah. So, I mean, you do need protein. It's important. However, you can get it through plants. There are, there's protein in beans. There's protein in spinach. Okay. Of course, there's more protein in a hunk of chicken. Um, but as a woman, you need one ounce of animal protein every three days. Wow. If you don't really, I mean, you don't need that much. If you're trying to build muscle or something like that, then you need more. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, if you're going to be doing the anti-candida diet, you will survive with more protein than that <laughs> because um, because you need something you know um i've forgotten the original question now i'm just going off what no you're good just food right yeah what to cut out and just how just basics to start healing your gut right yeah just like i think a lot of people even if they don't do the fantastic um test that i was talking about if you want to um, not spend the two or three hundred dollars on that test that it costs first take out all of the crap from your diet take out all the pesticides and take out anything that's not organic take out anything that's full of sugar yeah. and look for sugar on the boxes take out anything with preservatives in it just start cooking all of your meals yourself from fresh produce and animal products that were um, that were pasture raised and you will see a huge difference like two weeks of doing that you're gonna notice a difference right okay oh mm -hmm. my gosh this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh this is so great and I, I think it's just gonna help anyone listening who really struggles with gut health and not really knowing where to start not feeling that well all the time and not going to the bathroom the way that they should because I know it's just like kind of an epidemic I just hear everyone you know, discussing their symptoms and just not feeling as well as they could. And I just really love your message of like having food heal you and just like not falling for, you know, all the pharmaceutical drugs and just getting mm -hmm. all those toxins out of your body. I think that's great. Yeah. And even How can, I sort of take this, I sort of take this other angle to it and not necessarily having food heal you, which yes, that is absolutely true, but stop thinking that poison is food. Because mm. all of this processed food, it's poison. And pesticides, like that's not even a metaphor. That's poison. That's right. literally poison that they spray on the vegetables and then they send it to the 
they spray, they spray it on the vegetables as it's growing. So it's in the groundwater. You can't wash it off. It's, it's in the groundwater. It's part of the vegetable. And then they spray it again right before they pick it, especially with wheat. And that's why so, so many people can't eat wheat. They have a wheat problem. They think they're gluten intolerant and they're maybe not gluten intolerant. They just can't handle all the pesticides that they spray on the wheat right before they pick them. Right. Yeah. So, and that's to kill the bugs that are crawling around on the wheat. Mm -hmm. And so, so it's, it's kind of that like, yes, good whole foods that are not full of poison will heal you, but look at it the other way. Yeah. Stop. You're eating poison right now. Stop that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's making you, the poison you're eating is what's making you constipated. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Or giving you diarrhea or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever I, spectrum. I've constipated my whole life. So like that's where, <laughs> my, that's where my mind goes, but not everybody is like me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I interrupted you a long time ago. I apologize. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, um, this is great, Lori. I want you to tell everyone like, where can they find you? How can people work with you if they want to heal their gut? I just, just tell us all about you. Okay, so I have a website. It's lauriseely.com. And um, for those of you who uh, aren't looking right at it, it's L-A-U-R-I-E-S like Sam, E-E-L-Y.com, lauriseely.com. I'll have it all linked in the description, you guys. Yay, perfect. And then um, I have an Instagram account, and that's Lori Gutsy at Lori Gutsy. Mm -hmm. I'm also on Facebook, Lori Seeley Functional Medicine Health Coach. Um, I have a Facebook group that's the Candida IBS and Heavy Metals Education Group on Facebook. I know a lot of people aren't on Facebook anymore, but that's where like a lot of my older clients like to find me there. Um, And yeah, I believe that's it. And then um, I have some some free resources on my website. I can even hook you up with one um, if you want. I have the the seven steps to kill candida and heal your gut. Uh, Sorry, repair your gut. I can't use the word heal. Um, The seven steps to kill candida (laughs) and heal your gut. Um, uh, It's a checklist and it goes along with um, a blog post that I wrote earlier this year that really explains it well. And, and then on my website, there's, um, there's a link to schedule a, a initial consultation with me. So, um, so, and that's usually just like 15 minutes. It's just a little bit of time to find out if, um, if I have the resources to help you, which if you have gut health issues, I probably do. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and so that's how people usually start working with me. I also have um, a really good program. It's called... Um, it's the same thing, seven steps to kill candida and repair your gut. And that's my online program. Um, that's the one that I have that's a little more affordable for, um, for people who can't necessarily afford the, the two hours a month that I offer for my in-person coaching. And they just do, they do the whole program online. Okay. Oh, this mm-hmm. is awesome. Anyone listening who like has any type of gut issues wants to you know, really improve their gut health, please reach out to Lori and her coaching. That's so amazing. I know you can, you're just like going to help someone out there. And I hope so. so. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lori. And you guys, I'll have all of her um, website links and everything linked in the description. If you want to check her out, please do. And yeah, this was so great, Lori. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lisa. I had a great time.
Thank you.